Right Report Show with your host, author and stock market advisor, Chris Engel. Hi, this is the Right Report program, and I'm your host, Chris Engel. I'm the author of four books on philosophy, one of which is the uh, Philosophical Equations of Economics. And uh, these books are available free for viewing at the philosophicalangle.com. Along with me is my colleague and co-host, Rick Samuelson. Rick graduated from Yale, has an MBA from Wharton, and is an independent venture capitalist out on the West Coast. Good to see you, Rick. And you. Approximately once a month, uh, we put out a report on the state of the stock market and the economy. And uh, the program uses as, as its basis the right report which can be seen at www.stock-market-direction.net. And uh, the right report generates indices from the monthly compilation of corporate, business, economic, and political news and uh, have, a dire- have a directional bias inherent within that headline. And these uh, news uh, indices are used as prog- uh, factors for prognostication of market direction. The right report relies mainly on fundamental news analysis to predict the stock market direction for the for the coming month. Any questions or or concerns, or uh, you can email us at the period r i t e period report at gmail dot com. So let's start with uh, taking a look at the report. See what it comes up with this month. Okay. So let's go over the uh, macroeconomic snippets. So the the conference board uh, employment trends index declined further in uh, April, following another decline in March. And the uh, Bureau of Labor Standards came out uh, with a a CPI index, which decreased 0.8%, and the uh, total U.S. business end-of-month inventories were down, and uh, total uh, U.S. business sales were down 5.2%. U.S. sales and and food services uh, had a decrease of 16.4%, that's a huge decrease, gross domestic product uh, is uh, uh, is uh, from according to the Atlanta Fed is on track to crater 42.8 percent in the uh, April to June period, according to a running measure kept by the Atlantic Federal Reserve. A privately owned uh, housing starts were at a seasonally adjusted uh, annual rate of 891,000. This is 30.2% below the March estimate. These are huge downturns. Um, the privately owned, it went down 11% here. The estimate of uh, U.S. selected services, total revenue for the first quarter, uh, was a decrease of 2.8%. And uh, world trade was uh, 1.4% lower in March compared to February. The uh, real gross domestic product decreased 5% uh, 
The change was 0.2% lower than the advanced estimate released in April. Uh, and uh, the U.S. Census reported that new orders for manufactured durable goods decreased 17.2%. Uh, U.S. Census reported that the total construction activity for April was down 2.89%. Uh, Productivity decreased 0.9% in the non-farm business sector. Uh, unit labor costs increased 5.1%. And so there were 12, 12 of these uh, snippets, negative snippets on the positive side. Real, uh, real average hourly earnings increased 5.6%. And... Uh, Average hourly earnings increased 4.7%. And real average weekly earnings increased 5.8%. In China, trade and production rebounded in March. Sales of single-family houses um, is 0.6% above the uh, March estimate. Personal income increased 10.5%. Disposable income increased 12.9%. And consumer spending decreased 13.6%. In manufacturing, productivity increased 0.3%. And uh, unit labor costs increased 6.9%. Total payroll employment rose by 2.5 uh, million in May. What a surprise that was. And the uh, unemployment rate fell 13.3%. That was pretty unexpected. So the positive news snippets were six. So now we're going to go to the uh, our economic analysis and uh, indicator summary. High yield bonds were uh, went up. That's positive. Uh, selective the uh, iShares Select Dividend uh, EATF DVY went uh, went up. The ISM Purchasing Managers Index. It has a miserable score of 43.1 percent, but that's up from the previous month. So we're going to call it a positive. And same for the uh, for the IHS uh, Purchasing Matters Index, 13.9, uh, 13, uh, 39.8, but it's up from the previous month, so we're going to give it a positive. Construction spending was 2.9% uh, below March, um, and so we're going to give that a negative. Uh, the from the Bureau of Labor Standards, the unemployment rate uh, decreased to 13.3%. That is a positive. Labor uh, participation uh, rate increased to 60.8%. Positive. The employment population ratio increased to 52.8%. The employment trends index decreased. 
and uh, from also from the uh, Bureau of Labor Standards, productivity decreased 0.9 percent, so there's a negative. The output decreased 6.5 percent. Productivity increased 0.3 percent. Okay, we got a positive there, but the, but the output decreased 6.3, so overall it's a it's a negative. U.S. manufacturing corporations seasonally adjusted after-tax profits um, was uh, up 7.6 billion, and uh, that was a surprise. Advanced estimates of U.S. retail and food services sales uh, at a decrease of 16.4 percent. The combined value of uh, distributive trade sales and manufacturing shipments for March was down 5.2%. And the uh, all-important industrial production index uh, from the St. Louis Fed downticked to 92.5919. Uh, however, it's still a year-over-year -year positive. The downtick, uh, the uh, another downtick of the velocity of money, and new residential construction. Uh, let's see, this is 20.8% uh, below March, so there's a big negative. Conference board leading economic indicators decreased, as well as did the coincident economic indicators. New residential sales, however, uh, is 0.6% uh, up. New orders for manufactured durable goods uh, decreased 17.2%. Huge. Existing home sales down 17.8%. Huge. Real GDP. Uh, first quarter down five percent. Oh, or is that a negative five percent? Negative five uh, percent. Personal consumption expenditures are down thirteen point six percent. Personal income, as we mentioned above, is uh, positive ten point five percent. Consumer confidence index increased amazingly, and the restaurant performance index. Below 100%, so it's uh, it's uh, the uh, restaurant in businesses uh, is uh, imploding or decreasing pretty pretty rapidly. That's down from over 100%, uh, which marks an uh, an expanding industry. Corporate profits uh, decreased 295 billion. And manufacturer shipments, inventories, and orders decreased 57.5 billion, or 13 percent. And world trade uh, was uh, 1.4 percent lower in March. So pretty miserable out there. Only nine positive economic indicators, 17 negative indicators. And uh, so if we go into uh, taking a look at our uh, our uh, strategy index and how we formulate that. 
We can make an estimate of the domestic political risk. Uh, the tax risk is, well, that's pretty positive because corporate taxes were cut, regulations are decreasing, uh, governments are making a, a huge infrastructure and uh, stimulus uh, packages for the, the economy. And technical analysis uh, shows that the market has reversed from its uh, downward trend and is now on an upward trend. And the general business and economic snippets, though, are way down, and as are the economic indicators. But the economic indicators actually are a little bit better off from last month, going from po five, five positive to nine positive, but still pretty 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 tough out there so uh, but nevertheless the right index went up from 71 to 76.4 and uh, therefore um, we're going to state uh, for the market conclusion here that uh, last month the right report stated that economic crisis will start to clearly abate shortly and remarkably it remarkably it has reversed and is actually getting better, albeit it is still in tatters, that is the economy, but at least it is no longer degenerating due to the China coronavirus. So the market will continue to advance incrementally, and so we recommend to, to go and stay long with your investments. Let's... Uh, let's Go to Rick and see what he has to say about the about the economy and the stock market in the coming month. Well, um, I would note also that gold has peaked and is heading down. So, as a proxy for risk and generally perceived risk in the market, that is diminishing. Uh, so we are in a risk-on phase, broadly speaking. Um, interest rates are structurally negative in real terms all around the advanced industrialized world. Um, so that begs the question, uh, where else would you put your money but the stock market? I mean, there might be some uh, commodity plays, commodities plays out there that are worth investing in, but that's... Um, that's not as large a market opportunity as the stock market. Real estate uh, is also another uh, opportunity, at least on the residential side. I don't think anyone believes an investment in commercial real estate at this juncture makes sense. Uh, I think there are structural transformations going on in the economy that will ensure the following. High structural unemployment because certain, certain uh, industries that are he heavily dependent on labor <clears throat> will not uh, recover quickly, including uh, commercial construction, uh, retail, um, restaurants, um, Travel, airline travel, uh, cruise ships—the list goes on. These, these are these are services that will not uh, recover uh, 
to any anywhere like they were uh, a few months ago uh, this year or probably next. Uh, that's a given. Um, finally, um, I would add that <clears throat> it's not being advertised widely, but there are a couple of indications that GE and other companies that they have viewed the opportunity to lay off people as uh, a welcome chance to prune. Uh, so what I find interesting there is that uh, downstream, uh, perhaps next year, we may not see it in the earnings this year, you may see uh, a general boost to earnings because actually fewer people are working in these companies, and yet they're able to, to maintain um, similar levels of revenue, if not growing revenues. So um, the silver lining in some of the, the unemployment figures is that corporate earnings at some point are going to actually improve just because fewer people are employed and these businesses are managing to remain as productive or nearly as productive as they were before. Um, that said, I think at a policy level, uh, the implications of massive unemployment, which is what we have right now, uh, shouldn't be underestimated. Uh, I don't think it's any secret that one reason the, the riots going on today are so severe is you have so many people out of work. And as long as that remains the case, uh, as they say, the devil makes work for idle hands. Uh, these kinds of problems are going to persist and be disrupted. Uh, so we've entered into politically a very challenging environment. Um, at the corporate level, I think the drive toward automation, toward using fewer employees, uh, toward conducting business online, uh, toward having fewer meetings face-to-face, -face. Uh, I don't think that's going to alter anytime soon. People like working from home. I think the tech, tech industry is, has migrated very rapidly to a completely decentralized model in which uh, a, a new, call a paradigm, I hate to use that word, call it a paradigm where people are expected to work from home. And the face-to-face -face interaction will be occasional. It will happen, but it, it won't be a, you know, a daily grind. You won't see the number of tech workers commuting that you did before. Uh, and all of that has implications for uh, how much oil the, the country requires, uh, how much gasoline, um, how, how many cars it will require. Um, what, what the level of mass transit is that will be needed. Um, so these are massive structural changes uh, that aren't uh, returning, won't return us to uh, the prior model anytime soon. How many, how many stores are you going to need if um, half the population orders everything online from Amazon? You know, these are open questions that uh, uh, companies will have to grapple with. So, uh, Rick, you mentioned that um, 
some services will not recover quickly. Why is that? Well, in the instance of the airlines, uh, if I can get business done more efficiently through a Zoom call, uh, rather than going to meet somebody in New York, why wouldn't I load up on Zoom calls, uh, try to close more business, uh, rather than take a, a costly and time-consuming trip to New York? Okay. I mean, if that is possible. Right. It's the rational approach. So, ultimately, what do you feel about the stock market and the economy going forward one month? Well, uh, I, I, where else is the money going to go? Okay. Where else can you put your money? Uh, you know, look, I think the market, it, you know, hit, NASDAQ's hit all-time highs. Right. Is that justified? Uh, probably not. So we'll probably see it kind of pull back over the summer. But uh, as ironically, as the safest place to put your money at a time like this, I think the stock market looks pretty attractive. And the, the plays going forward will be um, in other countries where perhaps the recovery isn't as quick as it, as it is in the United States. You may see um, uh, other international stock markets. Some have already uh, bottomed and, and, and have appreciated, but not as much as the U.S. The U.S. is leading the world in this respect. Uh -huh. And so there's going to be ample opportunity to, to invest in, in other stock markets around the world where, frankly, the same conditions apply. Interest rates are, in real terms, negative. Uh, all the other same commodities conditions apply. Everyone's experiencing the same problems. Um, and uh, a lot of companies have moved online. Thanks for that summary, Rick. And uh, we hope uh, everybody will join us again next month for the next edition of The Right Report. Thank, Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to The Right Report Show. Be sure to subscribe and join us again for the next installment.